Pastor Brennan started the series by speaking on gratitude. And I absolutely enjoyed how Ina was sharing uh, in, the, in our giving, which is an extended part of our worship, around gratitude. And I'm, I've always, it never ceases to amaze me how the Holy Spirit can put a word in people's hearts. And when you come to a service like this, it's almost like all of the, everything just lines up. And that's not by accident, that is by divine purpose. And I know that God wants to speak to us today in Jesus' name. But he reminded us through, through the story of the lepers about the importance of gratitude and how giving thanks to God is so important. That it's not just something that we do, but it's a position that we take. And as we take our, our place in a position of gratitude, not only does it bring the peace of God into our lives and into our hearts, who needs the peace of God here? Come on, anybody here today? We need the peace of God. But not only does it bring the peace of God, but also um, brings the fresh air from heaven to flood into our lives like we've never seen before. And can I ask us today a little question? What are you grateful to God for? Come on, there should be some stuff that you'll be even thinking about as I'm saying that today. What are you grateful to God for? You know, heart of, grat- heart of gratitude, not only does it position us, but allows us to open, have our eyes open to what God would have do. And today, for a couple of moments, I've the opportunity and the honour to share a message called, God, open my eyes. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, God, open my eyes. Come on. And if you're online, you can write that in the chat. God, open my eyes. I think that God just doesn't want us to, to go around with our eyes shut. I know that God wants us to have our eyes open, that there is things that you need to see and things that God is showing you that in this time and season are needed for what you're facing and what you're going through. And I believe having an eyes open to God, we're going to see things that we've never seen before in Jesus' name. When the fresh air of heaven opens, we're not just going to see things in the physical. I believe that God is not just interested in the physical, even though he is, but he also wants us to open the eyes of the spiritual. He knows what I'm talking about today. Come on, as a Christian, as someone who loves Jesus, who's committed to God and having a relationship with him and his word, we've got to be people who are committed to having our eyes open, not just in the physical, but God wants to show you some things in the spiritual also. I was really encouraged last week during the service one of a good friend of mine who's been coming to this church for a very long time sent me a text. And in that text, um, he was actually having a conversation with God and saying to God, hey, God, what are you doing in church today? And God showed him that whilst the word of God was being preached and um, that the service was going through, that the Holy Spirit was coming through and touching people's lives and people's hearts. And as, as the Holy Spirit touched people's lives, things began to break off their life. You know, issues began to go because the Holy Spirit was in the house. So let me just say this this morning. Don't ever think when you come to church, you're just coming in for a service but you've got to understand is that there's something happening here in the spiritual that is, as you hear the word of God, the chains are going to break off your life. Come on now. Healings are going to take place. Come on now. That God is going to do something great in your world. If you ever get to a place where you just come to church just for the running of the motions, can I tell you to take a pause for a second, say, God, hey, God, forgive me. Make, I ask that you forgive me and you make room in my life so that I can receive everything that you have for me. 
Because I know that whilst we have this amazing worship and thank God for our amazing worship team, thank God for amazing preachers who, are de- who declare the word of God week in, week out. But we've got to understand something that the presence of the Holy Spirit is in this room and that when we, be, when we come into this place and we open up our hearts to God and we allow the presence of heaven to come into our life, that's when eyes begin to open. I want to tell you and encourage you today that every time you sit in under the word of God, every time you are listening to the word online, every time you're in the presence of God under the corporate anointing, that God is moving and he's wanting to do things and change things in your life. I know there's been times, and I'm sure you can you can testify also, where you've come into the house of God, maybe you felt a bit you know, weary, maybe you felt a bit tired, maybe you felt things are not right, but then you've walked out of a service like this and the presence of God has touched your life and then all of a sudden there's a spring in your step. Why did that happen? That happened because God was doing something in your life. You see, God just doesn't want to do things in the physical, even though he does and he loves it. But I believe that as we gather together under the name of Jesus, that there is an anointing and the Spirit of God begins to go to work in your life. Every day is a good day we're in the presence of God. Amen? Amen. Have you ever been in a place where you have had to make a decision? And I'm not talking about what you're going to have for breakfast or, you know, which car you're going to take to work. I'm actually talking about a big decision. Maybe it's a decision regarding your financial situation. Maybe it's a decision about relocation. Maybe it's a decision about where you send your kids to school. I believe that not only God is interested in the small decisions, even though he is, he wants to be every being part of every part of our life. But God also wants to be, God wants to be a part of our bigger decisions. And I've often found is that when we walk with Jesus, that if we, if we want to make a, a big decision and we want to make the right choice in a big decision, we seek the face of God, we get wise counsel, and the next thing is we receive the peace of God also. Can I just say this? Never get to a place where you are making decisions hastily and don't have the peace of God upon it. Because, you know, here's the thing. There's a one thing I can make a decision physically with my mind and my own abilities, or it's a whole nother ball game where I invite the presence of the Holy Spirit and say, God, with your eyes, what do you see in this situation? What are you, what are you seeing at the end of the barrel here? What God, what decision, God, do you think is the right decision that will bring you glory and give you honor? And God, move me forward in the plans and the purposes that you have for me. Can I encourage us that this year, let this year 2022 be a year where we hear the voice of God. Come on now. That we listen to him and that we ask him and getting involved in our decision making. Because I know that God wants to be every part of that. And we have an unfair advantage when we call upon the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. There needs to be, let me just say, there needs to be a reassurance that we have in our heart before we make a big choice. When we when God opens our eyes, not only do we receive clear vision, but we also see clear vision for the future. In Genesis 6, we see that God spoke to a guy called Noah. Everyone say Noah. About building an ark. That was not only just to save his family, but also save the animals on the earth. 
at the time humanity had done evil in the eyes of the Lord. And even the Bible says that the Lord was sorry for he had made, made mankind. But in fact, why don't we have a quick look at that? Genesis chapter 6, if you've got your word with you today, and we're going to pick it up from verse 14. And it goes like this. Make yourself an ark of, of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. Its width will be 50 cubits and its height will be 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and you shall finish it to a cubit from above. And set the door of the ark on its side. You shall make it with, with the lower and third decks. You see, not only here did God instruct Noah, but what was happening here is God was opening Noah's eyes to something that he could not see in the future. At the time, let me just paint a bit of a picture. At the time, mankind had done evil in the eyes of the Lord. And so God wanted to sort out this situation. And he was a guy called Noah who sought the face of God, who had relationship with him and allowed God to speak back to him. Let me just say this. Let's be people. When we come to speaking with God in prayer and we spend time with him, let's be committed to giving God the time and the space to talk back to us. Because I think sometimes a challenge can be is that I am too busy when I come to have a conversation with God that I do all the talking. Come on now. At the expense of I feel like, God, and this is, this is probably not you, this is me. When I have a conversation with God and I feel like God's like, hello, James, James to earth, hello. Can you let me say something? Can I just say, let's be people that we make time to hear the voice of God because he wants to talk to you. He wants to have relationship with you. Relationship, when you have a relationship with somebody, it's not one person doing all the talking. It's generally the other person responding, right? And so let's make time, let's make room to have God respond back to us. And what was really interesting, and whilst all of this was going on and Noah was building the ark, people would have laughed at him. People would have said, look at this guy. What's he doing? What do you need a big boat for? Are you crazy? People would have laughed at him. But I love how Noah, in the midst of all of that, he didn't pay attention to those guys. He just stuck to what God had asked him to do. And can I just say today, there are things in your life that God's going to show you. He's going to open up your eyes. And I pray that as we're, as we're you know, diving into the Word of God today, that the eyes of your heart be open at a whole new level to what God wants to do. And can I just say, is that sometimes when people, and especially in this time with Noah, when they were laughing at Noah, these people had not seen what Noah had seen. They had not seen the future. They had not understood that something was about to happen. So can I encourage you today, when you step out for God and you do things that God's called you to do, don't be afraid to keep going. Maybe that's a word for someone online or in the building today. When God has asked you to do something, keep going. 
If God has told you and God has shown it to you and God has opened up your eyes to see something someone else has done, God didn't do that because he had nothing to do. He did it because as you do it, there is great blessing and there's great protection when you do so. Come on now. And when I look at this story, I'm reminded that if Noah can, if God can protect Noah and his family from what was about to happen, I can tell you, can I encourage you that God can protect your family? There are some things that God will show you, not just to bless you, but also to protect you. Come on now. And maybe that could be reasons why sometimes some doors have shut in our lives. I used to whinge and complain at God and say, God, how come you shut that door? How come I, but I, was, I was believing this, but it didn't happen. God, why did you shut that door? Sometimes God shuts doors in our life, not because he wants to be a killjoy, but because he wants to protect you. Oh, come on now. Come on. Some of you, you know what the protection of God looks like upon your life. Can I encourage you? Sometimes when doors shut, it's not because God's trying to kill your joy, but rather he's trying to protect you and he's trying to cover you. But I love in this how how when God opened Noah's eyes to see something, it was for his protection. Can I just say, when God is showing you things, not only does God want to bless you, he wants to protect you also in Jesus' name. We know at the end of the story in Genesis 6, the floods came and, you know, everyone was safe in the ark. They did not perish unlike the others who were outside. Because Noah's eyes were open to God and he saw things that others did not see. When we have eyes open towards God, you've got to understand something. When your eyes are open to God, it will sustain you. I don't know about you, but who needs some sustaining today? Come on now. Can I, can I encourage you today? Keep your eyes open towards God and see what he can do in your life. He wants to do great things in your life. And he wants to protect you. I don't know about you, but in these days, we need the protection of God. Come on, anybody with me today? We need the protection of God, not just for now, but we need the protection of God upon our families. We need the protection of God upon our workplaces and upon our children. We need the protection of God in our minds today. So can I just say, let's be people who keep our eyes open to God and allow God to protect us in Jesus' name. You know, my prayer this year is, God, open up my eyes to see things that you want me to see. Because it's one thing for me to look at things with my own eyes, but it's a whole game changer when I can hear the voice of God and allow God to open my eyes to see things at his vantage point. You know, it's funny, in school, um, I was never the tallest person in the class. I don't know why we're laughing about that. And you know what the funny thing is? Fast forward 30 years later, nothing's changed. I'm still not the tallest person in the class. And the challenge for me was I was always used to seeing things at my vantage point. My eyes are here, just in case you could see. But when I stand next to someone like, say, Pastor Oral, who's like up here, he sees things that I do not see. Can I just... (laughs) Yeah. But let me just say, hey, I feel like God is like, hey, come on, guys. Let me take you to a whole nother level of seeing. Come on. God, open up my eyes that I will not just see at my level, but God, I want to see at your level. Because when I'm seeing with the way God's, come on, okay, let's give God some praise today. 
Because when I'm seeing things the way God sees them, then I will, I will react differently. I will hold myself differently. I will know that God is still for me and not against me. Come on now. Come on. Amen. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 says this. Do not be anxious about anything. Everyone say anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, I love that, not by whinging, grumbling or complaining. I know that's James. Don't worry about it. It's not you. Present your request to God and let the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Everyone say all. Will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I this would have to be probably one of my most favorite scriptures in the Bible. Because I love how the Apostle Paul he says he's addressing people. And 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 you know what the thing is, is no matter how long ago the text was written, this text is so appropriate and relevant for today. But Paul says. Uh, to the people, he's like, hey, guys, I want to teach you and show you about how you approach God. Don't come to God whinging and complaining. He says here, but come to God with a heart of gratitude and speak to God and allow him to speak back to you. You know, we have no problems telling God, but sometimes we have problems listening to God. Come on now. So can I encourage you? Let this be a year where we say, God, this year, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Come on now. We wanna, you want to know the, the secrets from heaven? You want to know how to make good choices? You want to know how to raise your family? You want to know how to outwork your God calling? Let's be people who say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. What is that saying? It's saying, God, you are the master. And I'll submit myself to your call and your will. What happens there? When we do so, what's actually happening is we're saying, God, I open my eyes to what you would have to say. But I love the next part. And look what happens when we do. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. In other words, peace that cannot be explained will touch your heart and will protect your mind. Come on, listen, listen carefully today. We need, a, now more than that, we need a protection of the mind and of the heart. And so I love how Paul, the, the Apostle Paul is saying, guys, hey, this is how you do it today. And let the peace of God, and you know, when I, when I think about the peace of God, I, I realize, I understand that regardless of what I'm facing and what I'm going through, that God, if you're for me, then who can be against me? I'm trusting you. I might not see the end from the beginning, but I'm just going to put my faith in you and I'm just going to keep moving forward in the plans that you have in my life. When God opens up our eyes, he directs us. Acts 9 verse 1 says this, Then Saul still breathing threats of murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus. So that if he found anyone who were with the way, whether man or woman, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came to Damascus and suddenly 
a light shone from around from him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then he said, who are you, Lord? Then he said, I am Jesus, the one you're persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what would you have me do? Here we see a dramatic conversion. We see God intercept him on the way to to do his normal business. And this is what I have found, is that when God opens up our eyes, we are caught in the grace of God. This guy here, he was out to to cause havoc and, and destroy the people who are following after Jesus. But I love how the grace of God is never too far from our lives. Come on now. And we've got to understand that today, is that the grace of God is never too far behind you. There is, and what I love is that whilst this guy was about, you know, was about doing his business, about, you know, eradicating these people who followed the way or, or Jesus, God had other plans and God intercepted him on his way and spoke to him. You know, this is a, a classic reminder why we need to have a relationship with Jesus. Saul was a man who was a Roman citizen who who had studied the law. No doubt he could even quote the scriptures. But whilst he was good at quoting the scriptures, he did not have the relationship with Jesus. Because if he would have a relationship with God, then maybe he wouldn't have been doing what he is doing. But I thank God for the grace of God, that the grace of God intercepted him and caught him and saved him and put him in. And you know what the beautiful thing is? Whilst he was going out to do what he was going to do, the grace of God was waiting to catch him. When our eyes are open to God, God, God's grace is never far behind. And from verse Acts 9, 17, And Ananias went on his way and entered the house and laying of hands on him said this, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately scales fell from his eyes, something like scales, and he received sight at once and he arose and be baptised. You know, what is so great about this is that God in his goodness, sent this man, Ananias, to meet up with Saul. And the minute he prayed upon him, the Holy Spirit filled his life. Scales came off and he was baptised. I don't know about you, but now more than ever, we need the presence of the Holy Spirit. Come on now. We just don't need humanistic thinking. We need the touch the Holy Spirit because when we have the touch of the Holy Spirit I love this verse 18 immediately fell from his eyes something like scales and he received sight at once he arose and was baptised now I believe obviously there was there was a physical manifestation on Saul 
But what also changed in his life was a spiritual thing also. That once he was zealous for eradicating these people who followed Jesus, now he became zealous about preaching the Gospel. And it's one of the main reasons why we have so many writings of the Apostle Paul. He's one of the greatest teachers of all time. Obviously behind Jesus. And I just, I just pray today, if God can do this for Saul, who was, a, who was a murderer, who was out to eradicate people who followed Jesus, what more can He do for you? I believe today that as we go through this series, Fresh Air, that the freshness of heaven will blow from heaven into your life. Can I, I'm gonna, can I declare that over you today? That the freshness of heaven blow into your life like you've never seen before and that you be filled with the Holy Spirit and that it'll not just be for now, but you will take that and that you, as you walk into your homes, that your children be blessed under the hand of God and that in Jesus' name, that your eyes be open to what God would do in your life. God is not just wanting to do a physical thing, but God wants to do a spiritual thing in your life, that you will see things that others do not see that you'll be able to make decisions and people will say, wow, you're so wise. Well, I'm wise because I heard the voice of God. Come on now. It's not my own wisdom. It is the grace of the Father that speaks into our hearts. You know, God is wanting to unlock things at a whole new level in your life. Let this year not be another year where we just do our normal stuff. But this year we say, God, Open my eyes that I might see what you see. That I'll make decisions the way you would decide them to be. That I will walk the way you would walk. God, I just thank you today that you open our eyes in the name of Jesus. God, open my eyes. And as, you, as God opens our eyes, let there be the freshness of heaven flood your life like you've never experienced before. When God opens our eyes, fresh air comes in the form of direction, where we need to go. Comes in the form of protection, God's covering. Comes with the peace of God as we make decisions and comes with the grace of God. I pray today that not only that we just hear the word, but we experience and that it hit our hearts like we've never had before in the name of Jesus.